people are going to come here because they want to play and they want to win. Belly, I just like two that. chicken fillets? Two fillets? <laughs> Jade, Jade, two chicken fillets? <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. What's up, guys? We're back for another episode of the Big Cat Chat Podcast. We are here for episode number 10, and the gang is back. Sean is at the bottom. Brian is to the left of me. And then I'm here. Sean, you weren't here last week. We had a guest. Uh, first off, how'd your mission go? It was good. Mission success. That's all that matters. That's all I can say. <laughs> That's all I can say. Uh, but how you been besides that? Been pretty good. How about y'all? Brian? We're doing well. I got a new, new spot for my podcast location. I mean, same part in the apartment, just different spot in the apartment. Got a nice little light here. And I'm wearing a shirt, guys. It's a miracle. I'm wearing He's a wearing shirt. shirt. After heavy backlash from the crowd, from the fans, I put a shirt on, and this will be the mo- this will be the move moving forward. Tank Gang is gone. Tank so, Gang is officially dead. It's so unfortunate. So is Hat Gang. Had a I'm good run. Yeah, anymore. two gangs are dead, just like that. All right, and one last thing is my quality looks trash because I'm in my room. I don't have my office right now, so God, we'll Sean be back and I have there great eventually. quality, and then you got this guy, the host, with crappy quality. I know. My here? quality went from bat from mid to good, and now it's back to trash. But at least your at least your camera's not changing colors and stuff. Uh, that's what <laughs> used to happen, bro. That was so bad, <laughs> like giving people seizures mid podcast. Right? But anyways, we got a lot to talk about today, so let's go ahead and jump straight into it. Uh, first things first, uh, the Jags, to continue the uh, slander of Urban Meyer, the Jags were fined $200,000 and Urban Meyer was fined $100,000 for OTA non-contact violations. Shanahan and McCarthy of the Cowboys and the 49ers were also fined. Uh, you guys, I just put an image on the screen that showed the numbers and everything specifically, but the Jags were fined the most. Urban Meyer was also fined. Uh, the Jags also have to. The Jags also have to forfeit two OTAs during the 2022 offseason, and the fine stemmed from 11 on 11 uh, with the wide receivers and DBs. So basically, they had too much contact in 11 on 11. Which, if you ask me, soft but whack. Stupid soft rule. word oh from God, me. They barely didn't. One word response: soft, whack. whack. Brian, what's your one word response to this? atrocious okay you went for a college word (laughs) bringing out the big it's just such a stupid it's just so like we even saw the video of what it was i think that was what it was Uh, where they had the what um emma torbebe posted yeah but still it's not regardless it's just (laughs) it's it's just so over the top like i get what they're trying to do you're trying to be safe but like was it that bad to find them that much like hey shanahan did it so i'm cool with it exactly If good coaches are doing it, then that means we're doing something right. Apparently, yeah. you can't pl- you can't play press coverage in OTAs. Keep keep note. <laughs> it's it's dumb. And the forfeiting two OTAs, it is what it is. I mean, at least it shows we're going hard this off season. Is what it is. But that's about all for that. Then Trevor Lawrence, he's fi- he's finally signed with the Jags. He's officially a Jaguar now. You guys saw my live reaction saying he's officially a Jaguar. Well, he's not. He's, he wasn't officially a Jaguar until this past week. He signed a four-year, $36.8 million deal with a fifth-year option and $24.1 million guaranteed. He's Steel. getting that bag. Steel. Brian, you going to say anything? 
There was like a I forgot what it was mentioned in there, but there was like a lot of like language or something. There was like a specific word for like the something in his contract that he was pushing for and he got it. Um but overall it seems like a good contract for both parties. I think everyone got what they wanted. Um yeah, I I can't complain. I mean, he he deserves the bag. He got the bag. And I'm just, I'm so excited for training camp. I'm glad we got we still got three guys left to sign too. It's Cisco, Walker Little, and ETN, I think. Have we signed Tyson Campbell yet? We have. He was like one of the first guys signed. Oh, okay. I so. know Jalen Camp was the first. He was the first, yeah. It's I always it the was. late round picks who get signed first. Yeah. Yeah, for us. They're, they're, they're just happy to get whatever money they can get. Exactly. Right. They're, they're just happy to get signed. Exactly. Right. <laughs> All right. So last, well, actually, I forgot to say, there was no episode last week. Sorry for that. There was a ton of scheduling issues. It was just a mess. We skipped last week. The schedule is back. Every Friday, there's a podcast unless something goes crazy again. Uh, but yeah, we added a new segment to the podcast, viewer question segment. Uh, if you guys want to ask us any questions, you can comment them down below, or I'm going to tweet every week on Twitter. You can go and follow our Twitter, the, at the Big Cat Chat, and you can ask us questions there. We're going to be answering all your questions every single week. We have three questions this week. First, Shark stat line predictions. I'll let Sean take it away with the Shark stat line predictions. Um, I made I made him do like twenty thousand stat predictions last year. Um, I'm gonna say seventy six catches, eleven hundred yards, eight touchdowns. Bounce back season, baby. All right, he's gonna be the number one, but. It could be more if we didn't have Marvin Jones. It could be more, but I think Marvin Jones is going to steal a lot of catches because he's the veteran. But and I think Visca. Chark, yeah, I think Chark's going to emerge as the as a true number one this year. Yeah, Visca also having all the talk about him being insane right. OTA. So yeah, I think Chark is a guarantee to be the number one receiver, but barring injury, barring injury, put, put an right. asterisk on there. Like Visca, I could see Visca getting a hundred catches, yeah, barring injury because I can see them just feeding him the ball, but. He has to stay healthy before back and say that. All right. right. My chart stat line prediction is 84 catches, 1,164 yards, Ooh. and 11 touchdowns. Okay. I'm going high on the touchdowns this year. He was a touchdown machine in uh, 2019 with Gardner Minshew. Right. <laughs> All right, Brian, what's your prediction? I'm going to say – more than 60 but less than 80 so i'm gonna say about 77 catches for 777 yards (laughs) (laughs) no but it's say 77 catches he's gonna break a thousand yards he's gonna have 1126 i'm gonna be specific here i was specific he's gonna get 10 touchdowns exactly i was not specific at all i just said 1100 we're all, we're, we're all in the some odd yards. We're all in the getting elect- specific for, for well, because you know Marvin Jones is going to get his what nine hundred. He's going to take Marvin's going to get at least seven hundred yards. I think Visca could break one K too. I just think we're going to feed Possible. him the ball so much. Yeah, it really depends on how good the run game is and how well. It also depends on how the defense does because if we're playing from behind, we're going to be passing a lot more as we saw last year. So. Yeah, DJ Chark, bounce back season with a competent quarterback. Let's go. Uh, question number two, it's a fantasy football question. 
Will Christian McCaffrey be deserving of the number one, two, three overall pick in fantasy this year, or will he be David Johnson 2.0? To answer that quickly, uh, second half of the question, no, he's not going to be David Johnson. Right. Not at God, that would question, be such a full uh, race. I'm definitely, I definitely would take him one, two, or three. Yeah, I'd take him. I'd take him for sure at two. Uh, Sam Darnold is going to Sam Darnold is going to be captain checkdown. Yes, but yeah, I'd take him in the top three. Number yeah. one depends on your league. If it's a PPR league, then I'd for sure take him number one. Yeah, I I only do PPR. If you don't do PPR, you're whack. <laughs> Sean using for, the word for Sean's lack favorite, of a better word. Sean's favorite word this week is whack. Keeping it PG. <laughs> huh. All right, Brian. Uh, I guess would you? You, you don't know fantasy, so why are we? I'm not really you? too into fantasy, but I'll give my two cents anyway, since I'm doing it for the first time in two years again. Um, like Sean said, if it's PPR, yes. If not, he could drop to the top five. I mean, if people are no, really he's worried not about dro- he's not dropping past three, unless you're in a league of crackheads. I mean, we <laughs> not, yeah. not to mention any names, but somebody did take Trevor Lawrence number one, number one overall in our league. So I mean, you never somebody know. Drafted, somebody drafted Tim Tebow in our league. Exactly. Um, But, yeah, I think he's still deserving of a top three. I wouldn't say he's a number one in every single league or most leagues just because of that injury. But if he can return back to what he was last time, then, yeah, he's going to be a top three every year. Even last year when he was hurt, he put up, like, 30 points per game that he played when he only played a couple games, but still. Yeah, and they're getting – the Panthers are getting better, especially if Darnold actually, like, figures it out. And he's still very young. Both yeah. of them are, so. he's a he's a fantasy beast, man. This yeah. is the first, and also like since you guys talk about you guys fantasy league, this is the first year I'm not doing any fantasy leagues. I might have been I've been I've been in the pay league since like 2015. That every year and I, I was like I'm not doing it this year. I was like it almost makes football unenjoyable to me because I get so freaking mad. I get I get mad too, but for me it it gives me a reason to watch so many other games. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. But it got to the point where I was caring more about my fantasy than I was caring about the Jaguars games. And I was just like, dude, I gotta I gotta stop because there's money on the line. Because mine was for yeah. money. Oh yeah, so I, I don't like, do money leagues. I was like, I can't do this anymore. That's, yeah, I'm taking I'm taking a year off. <laughs> yeah, for for me it just because I enjoy football games in general, but having that extra reason or like thing to root for, that's what I enjoy right. the most about football. It's rooting for something. That's why I don't really care for basketball because I don't really care to root for anybody. For sports, I like to root for something, and fantasy gives me something to root for. But if you're if you, have, if you have money on the line, then I yeah, that'd be a bit of yeah. I probably I probably still watch the majority of the games, and I probably just like I might help my brother with his fantasy, even though he probably doesn't need it, but. <laughs> That dude's a freaking fantasy football genius. I mean, usually what I do is I just watch the Jags game and then I like try to catch the ending of the game that comes on after them. Or Red, I'll watch the Red Zone o'clock. Channel, baby. Yeah, Red Zone, got, yes, sir. I usually watch the four. I always watch the four o'clock games, and of course, he doesn't watch Sunday Night Football. Direct TV, NFL Red Zone, not a sponsor, but you could be. Hey. <laughs> email us oh my god (laughs) all right the third question of the viewer question segment is regardless of record what would fans think is a reasonable slash successful season for trevor lawrence uh for me like record notwithstanding so don't they don't care about the record for this no no recording like stat line i'm guessing so yeah i'd assume stat line okay for me i'd probably say 25 plus touchdowns 10 like between 8 to um maybe 12 on 12 is like the cap interceptions and fumble wise 
please just don't be a fumble machine. I wouldn't even right. count fumbles. I don't really think that's something we should count quarterbacks because yeah. sometimes you're just going to get strip sacked and you can't really avoid that. I mean, Minshew was a dogs. fumble machine his rookie year. All right, I got, I got mine. All right, what's yours? Uh, he needs to have at least 4,300 yards, 31 touchdowns, and no more than 10 picks. That was Justin Herbert's stat line last year. If he does not do as good as that. Wow. Then Sean's going to People are going to say, but Justin Herbert had Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry. Our, we have weapons, bro. We got weapons. And you our offensive line is not that bad. And I know we, I know we want to run the ball. I know I'll, I get it. But, bro, it's 2021. It's not 1994. <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need something close to those stats. Something close to it. It doesn't have to be that exactly. Something right. close to that. Yeah. Give me, four, give me, give me 4,028 and 7, bro. I'm not asking for much. Just, just, a, just a 4-1 at touchdown-interception ratio. Honestly, <laughs> dang. I'm going to say at least 3,000. I would probably say maybe like – You don't throw 3,000 yards and you got hurt. Yeah. yeah. I'd say probably – I'd say about 3,800 would be acceptable. 4K I, is my minimum. Throw 4K yeah, He yards. has to have 4K. I, I hope, to. yeah. I would expect – I'm going to say let's say 4,100. Are we, are we basing it off like acceptable or like what we expect? Wait, no, what would be an acceptable so Okay, acceptable. Season? So I would say 4,000, 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions. That's fair. I think he'll throw more interceptions. It really that. just depends on how many of these games we're behind and how long we're behind in those games. Like how much of it's garbage time, how much is it real. Yeah. It, it's a lot of different factors. But I'd say 25, I'd say 4,000, 25, 8 is acceptable. I guess, as long I guess. As he's getting, you know. I guess my stat line was a little egregious for just acceptable, but <laughs> if, <laughs> yes, we're say, if we're going to say just acceptable, then I'll say 4,000, 25, and 10. That's acceptable to me. But yeah. Justin Herbert had that, and in my opinion, he needs to have that. He needs to have that. He needs to be off as a rookie of the year. He has to. There's no there's – no, there's no, he has to do it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I need that. He has. We, we, as a I mean, fan Justin base, had no expectations. Herbert didn't have any of those expectations. I think he didn't even. No one know, even thought he was going to start. What, you don't know what his expectations were from his team. Well, I mean, like from the outsiders. Well, he wasn't expected to start. So who cares? Who cares about the outside? I definitely care. Well, Sean cares because he was one of the people who thought Herbert was good. So. Well, yeah, like one of the two percent of the, the only United States population. <laughs> He was very, uh, very in the very big minority. Yo, you, the smile on my face that first game he got put in there, bro, was dropping bombs. I was like, against the Chiefs. I knew it. <laughs> isn't isn't Justin Herbert like your in the past like three drafts like your second highest prospect, or is, yeah. or is Wilson above him? No. So Wilson's your third. Yeah. Okay. As far as quarterbacks go, yeah. Yeah, as quarterbacks, obviously. But, Herbert's two and Lawrence is one, and it, honestly, it's like. Right there for me. I mean, Herbert. Herbert had everything, man. I just think Oregon. Sam Oregon didn't handle the situation right. No, dude, I don't think look as good as Clemson did either. I mean, Clemson's weapons also were like Cornell Powell and Amari. I I like Amari Rogers, but well, last year, yeah, but year before that, yeah, year before that when he had pretty good T Higgins and uh, Justin Ross and yeah, but this past year it was yikes, but. That's it for the viewer question segment. Make sure to leave comment, qu comment your questions. Uh, reply to the tweet on Twitter. Questions, we're going to answer them again next week. Next question is a big one. Should the Jags trade for Zach Ertz? 
is part one, and who will be the Jags' tight end one next year? That's okay. part two. Should we trade for Ertz? Um, dot, dot, dot. Depends on the compensation. Yeah. Like, what's it going to cost? I'm not giving up anything higher, in my opinion, than a fourth-round pick for him. And I'm right. sure they want more than that. Yeah. I think, they want a, I think they want a third. And the latter part of that, who's going to start? Uh, I think – I don't think there's going to be a tight end one, per se. Yeah, I think on early downs, you're going to see Chris Manners probably out there, maybe the rookie, because they're good at blocking. And then probably on right. pass downs, I imagine you'll see some combination of Manners, who I think they expect to be a better pass catcher than most people will give him, and yeah. James O'Shaughnessy. And then maybe if he does anything in preseason and makes the roster, you might see a little bit of a Timmy T Timmy. out there. Timmy Thibault. But, I mean, hey, he hasn't had any drops, right? That's what they tell, that's what they tell me. No drops no, yet. Not a single drop. Ty White, like what, two, touch, two touchdowns, I think, from Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> that was just one day. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to see preseason. But at this point, I don't know if Tebow makes the roster, per se. But, I mean, I think it's going to be Chris, early downs, Chris Mannertz, and maybe the other – what's the rookie's name? I keep forgetting his damn name. Luke, Luke Farrell. Farrell. Yeah. Luke Farrell. yeah. It, just, it just hit me. And uh, on early downs, those two guys. And then on pass downs, I think James O'Shaughnessy will probably be the most targeted tight end, in my opinion. All right, for me, trading for Zach Ertz, yes, as long as it's no higher than a fourth rounder. You guys saw my tight end ranking list if you haven't go watch it, but I still think Zach Ertz is a better tight end in the league than most players. I, th I still think he's a pretty good tight end. Even though he had, mm -hmm. one, even though he had one down year, he had right. Wentz, who was arguably the worst quarterback in the league. He struggled with injuries. But then look before that. He, his rookie year and last year were the only two years that he's not been in above average to good tight end. Yeah. Right. If it was three years ago, then, yeah, I would give him more. But he's, like, what, 31, right? Yeah, now he's getting older. That's the only reason why yeah. he's in the fourth. But you're going you're gonna to get, get a tight end for maybe, what, three to four years, maybe, if you reassign him. Right. He probably so not being the best tight end in franchise history. <laughs> oh, man, Mercedes Lewis, dog. That's uh, going to take a minute. He was a pretty solid receiver. You know, tight end for us. I don't think it's going to be easy Mercedes for, a, Lewis, for a long time. <laughs> yeah, Mercedes Lewis is the while. only tight end that we've ever had that was like he's still playing, bro. I, I know this isn't the question, but uh, one of the most egregious non-resignings we ever did. He's the the Packers really only use him as a blocking tight end. He had like thirty-six yards last yeah, year. Yeah, but how, we could use blocking. I know he's a, he's still a stud as a block. Yeah, what I notice is when these tight ends they get older, they start to just become blockers, and they're still. He's really a stud blocker, and he always has that one big catch a game. Yes, sir. Like, What's Mercedes with stat line? Oh, he played ninety eight percent of the offensive snaps. Oh, what do you have? One catch for thirty seven yards and a touchdown, <laughs> and he ran like a giraffe all the way to the. He game. ran like a giraffe, and it, won, it, the, that, it won them the game. Unless it was that one game in London, what was it versus? Uh, God, that was nuts. Was it the versus the Ravens? Yes, he had three. Where MJD was like, Jaguars are going to win, Mercedes Lewis? Yes. <laughs> the Jaguars win, Mercedes Lewis. That's all he said. <laughs> and the announcer was like, <laughs> and then Mercedes Lewis, touchdown, Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> it's like, he got three touchdowns that game. Oh. That was a fun game. I still, we used to have Mercedes Lewis, Allen Robinson, then they're all gone. The pain. Hmm. We're, gone, we're on the up again, though. We're on the up again. Yes. All right. And for me, tight end one, if you – I mean, obviously, like you said, it's going to be a – it's like a lot of things. It's going to be more of a rotation or depending on the down and stuff. But right. it's probably going to be Chris Manhurts because they have talked about him. He's, he's one of the better blocking tight ends in the league in general. 
And right. then Urban Meyer has talked about how he surprised them as a receiver. Uh, there's that picture of him mossing somebody. I don't know who got mossed. But... He also went to tight end university as well. So keep yes. that. Tim Tebow anybody, should have been invited. Did, did anybody know if Tebow is going to accept Darren Waller's offer? I hope he does. Why wouldn't he? Darren Wall, yeah, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, Darren Waller offered to uh, mentor Tebow since he didn't get an invite to tight end university, which is pretty sick because uh, Darren Waller is the third best tight end in the league. Yeah, learn a lot. he's a good receiver. And he, he switched positions too, so that's a good – I kind of have him tied for third, if that makes sense. Are you, who do you have him tied with, Mark Andrews? Mark Andrews, yeah. I have that dude, a, that dude is a monster. My, Mark Andrews is a monster. <laughs> it's just he has weird moments where it's just like, like in the playoffs, people blame Lamar, but it feels like Mark Andrews was tipping interceptions. Well, I mean, he's got a running back throwing him the ball. What do you expect him to do? <laughs> Sorry. That was a joke. Oh, don't come, don't come for me. the Ravens viewers. Don't come for me. That was a joke. Attack him on Twitter at <laughs> Trillwill92. Changing my at. He's changing his at. <laughs> at number eight is a running back. Oh my! <laughs> Just kidding. Oh my goodness! I actually like Lamar Jackson. So, all right. So that's the tight end conversation. You know the Jags you completely forgot about me. Brian didn't do his yet, uh, bro. Please, oh. Louise. So Brian, let's let you Zach Ertz. I think as as everyone's pretty much saying, he's worth it to a certain degree. I would not give up more than a fourth. Honestly, I would sweeten the deal with somebody on our team that's Gardner Minshew. Woo! Yes. Gardner Minshew. If hey, hey, Darth Minshew. I know you like that. Gardner Minshew in a fifth. He would be a good backup back. slash competition for Jalen Hurts, who's my guy, by the way. I think he'd uh, beat out Hurts. Hurts. I think he'd beat out Hurts. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. I'd be so disappointed if he beat out Hurts. Um but in terms of I don't really think there's a specific tight end one on the team. I think Manhurts I if out of all the guys on the roster right now, I think Manhurts gets the most snaps, both passing and blo- and run run uh, packages, simply because he can do both. Well, more block, but he can catch. But I think he's the one that gets more reps out there. I think O'Shaughnessy is on specific passing downs where the play is designed for him. But Manhurts is, quote, unquote, the tight end one. Who is the so, guy? Until so further notice. Who is the guy that scored our lone touchdown against the Bills? Uh, wasn't he a fullback or was he a tight end? Uh, playoffs, Bills. Tommy Bohannon. Bohannon. Oh, yeah. was, was he a fun- He's he was a fullback. fullback. Tommy Banana. Yeah. I want to see. I can't wait. I cannot wait for preseason, guys. Cannot wait. We didn't get to have it last year. I cannot wait because maybe Gronk, Tyler Davis. Oh, that's right. Reps. I forgot about him. We need to get see some what he reps. Does. Apparently, he runs fast. Timmy Tebow. We're going to get to Tim see Tebow. him. Tim Tebow. I cannot wait to watch these guys fight, man. I'm going for their to, for their lives. I'm going to the preseason opener in Jacksonville. I'm ready to watch Tim Tebow catch a touchdown in the stadium light up. Can't wait for Trevor Lawrence to throw a pick six. First pass. Everybody's be like, I knew it. He's a bust because he got drafted by the Jaguars. <laughs> or when Zach Wilson throws God. an interception on his first pass, like like Sam Darnold did. <laughs> That's yeah. good. oh my God. I remember that game. I watched it too. It was <laughs> that was funny. It was against the Lions. Oh, the Lions got the – so he threw an interception on his first play. and It was, it was a pick six. That's, I think it was a pick six. How could you ever think Sam Darnold was going to be good with the Jets after that? I think Sam Darnold might be good this year. I said with the Jets. I know. I'm saying I think he might be good this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
He's got I, dra- I drafted him in fantasy with my last pick, just in case. If he can't be good on that team, it's over. He's, he's not good. He's, he's just never, not good. He's never going to start again if he doesn't do good this year. It's actually a smart play by them. Either he's going to be really good and they're going to do well, or he's going to suck and they're going to have a high draft pick. But, I mean, the quarterbacks this year aren't really there's much to write home Howell, about. Malik Willis. I mean, they should get Sam Howell, man, the hometown. I mean, UNC to Carolina. I mean, could you pick a better class? Isn't as strong as this as this recent class, unfortunately. Yeah, this recent class was almost historic. Oh, it was like the second or third class to have six first round or five first round quarterbacks. It was uh, low. It was like the second time that three quarterbacks went in the top three picks. Like last year was an anomaly. Yeah. Um, but besides that, there's they got plenty of options this next year that they could work out. Right. We'll see how that goes. All right. The Jags did not get hard knocks. It didn't huh. happen. The Cowboys the Cowboys got it. Yes, we get to watch Jerry Jones. It would be nice to have it. I would probably be less upset about it if it wasn't the Cowboys. Like who who the I mean Nobody there's no good storyline about the Cowboys either. What, Dak Prescott's coming back from injury? That's okay. really the only I think that's I can't wait till we're one of the teams that's like in the list of they have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Make I think year two would be a good time to do we'll it. To really, we're gonna be we're gonna be good. We're gonna be too good to get hard knocks. They're not gonna give it to us because we're gonna be winning. This year would have been a good year to have it. Tebow, Lawrence, and Urban Meyer. That who doesn't want to watch Jags, that? The Jags this year, hard knocks would had to be drooling over them. Like we had to decline it. There's no way they did not offer us right. hard knocks. Just too good of a situation. Right. I mean, Jihad Ward, who uh, blocked Brian on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he blocked me for a Tebow. He blocked me for a Tebow comment saying that Tebow got to him when he like said something on Twitter. He blocked me and he blocked Gordo too. Yeah, (laughs) a lot of people apparently. Jihad Ward said, uh, "Stop crying about not getting." uh, He didn't say it directly, but he said, "Stop crying about not getting TV or something," because that's if you get TV, that means you're a loser or something. He's not wrong. So, basically, says that uh, Jihad Ward did not want hard knocks. So. There's a plus. I like his mentality. I also like that he blocked Brian. That's funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I said something too on that thread. He didn't block me. He didn't block <laughs> me. Either. It wasn't offensive. It, was, it didn't hurt his feelings. But apparently, what I said hurt his feelings. It's because you hey. guys assumed he was meaning something. While we, hey, just you mean, I was joking about it. Hey, you be nice to him. All right, he has feelings. <laughs> he made a whole video referring to like Gordo, but not directly saying Gordo's name. It was hilarious. <laughs> Wait, what? After that whole situation, he, he tweeted a video saying, like, don't say this and this and this on Twitter to somebody who's like this and this and this. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that. I hate and, stuff like And that. Gordo saw it on his burner, and Gordo was, like, going off and off and off. <laughs> what are you going to do? Hey, hey Gordo, <laughs> we're not going to let you forget when Jihad Ward gets 18 sacks. Actually, no, when Jihad Ward gets 27 sacks and breaks the record by a mile, we're not going to forget if Jahad Ward gets 27 sacks this season, I will delete my Twitter. <laughs> we would tell Gordo to delete his Twitter now. They delete every account. I'm going to tell Gordo to get on his uh, – make a new burner and apologize. If, if, if Jahad Ward even gets 10 sacks. Right. Oh, my God. Gordo's going to lose his mind. Every, every time he gets a sack, Gordo's going to be, like, killing himself. <laughs> He's gonna God be- damn it! Jihad <laughs> <laughs> Ward, come on now. He's soft. Cut mm-hmm. him. 
right? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. But yeah, I don't really care about Hard Knocks. I mean, I wanted it because I like seeing the Jags on TV, but I don't care that we didn't. And who wouldn't? You know, as a, a fan, who wouldn't want that? Exactly. I can see why they wouldn't want it, but like... It's funny because Gordo originally didn't want it, and I was like, why? He's like, it's a distraction. I'm like, eh, I guess... I guess I could see that perspective, but it's only going to tear your team down if your car, if your um, if you're letting culture, it. if your culture is already bad enough, and yeah, I mean, if your culture is bad enough to let hard knocks destroy your team, then your team was going to fall apart eventually, anyways. Right. Imagine if we had hard knocks in 2018. Oh my god. Throwback. Oh, in 2018, Miles Jack almost got a carry at running back. We could have seen it happen. Calais Campbell was saying yesterday that somebody could be the. I don't know how the say the baseball player guy's name but could it that could dominate both sides of the ball he said miles jack and miles jack was miles jack won rookie or i'm not rookie but um freshman of the year on offense and defense in the pac-12 dude freshman imagine miles jack at running back for a second dude's fast right he's also 6'1 like 245 and he knows how to run the ball too like he's got (laughs) i'm saying like 6'1 245 bro that's huge. There were people who were thinking he was a better running back than a linebacker coming out of college. So. Honestly, his first couple of years, they probably would have been right. Yeah. But now he's turned it on. Yeah, he's turned it on. Yeah, now that he's in his natural spot, he's turned it on. So, Man, imagine imagine when Leonard Fournette went down in 2018, just handing the ball off to Miles Jack. Miles Jack's knees probably would have gotten yeah, more affected if he was a running back than a linebacker. But right. either way, they both still take a lot of hits. Imagine when Telvin Smith comes back and plays strong safety. Imagine when Telvin Smith comes back and we trade him to the Seahawks. Woo! No, we're trading him to the Cowboys. Come on. No, no we're trading him to the Seahawks. The Seahawks just had that Barcarius uh, guy or whatever Bingo. his name. Oh, God. I thought, that was a, I thought that was the Falcons. No. Well, he was with the Falcons just now, but he was with oh, Seattle yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, last year. He was with yeah. C- Seattle. They had Tamari and Terry who murdered yeah. somebody. And they had Frank Clark too, right? Eventually, yeah. or old. They used no. to have him. Yeah, they used to have, they used Frank, to have Clark. Him. Frank. They had Frank Clark who just got arrested for having an Uzi in his car. <laughs> Why does he have a little Uzi in his car? <laughs> who has an Uzi in their car, bro? It's like I, I get having a. I heard. I heard what you said, Brian. I heard what you said. Good. Yeah, he Good. said little Uzi. little Uzi in his car. Why you got a little Uzi in your car? I get having like a handgun or something as self defense, but what is an Uzi? <laughs> Like, why do you have an Uzi in your car? It's a weird flex. He said, got some enemies, got a lot of enemies. <laughs> <laughs> got a, that's why he needs an Uzi. Oh, my God. Seattle had Frank Clark. They, they had Tamari and Terry as a rookie who they already cut because he murdered somebody. Dude! They had Bar- I wasn't in the group chat that often when that happened. What was Gordo saying? Gor- I think Gordo is like, he's he like, didn't I never do it, knew man. No, that that would be uh that'd be Connor who says Connor. he didn't do it. I can see Gordo saying Tamari and Terry didn't do it. Oh. I think he I think he was defending Tamari. <laughs> Connor likes to say a lot of people are innocent. It's kind of funny. That's messed up, man. Uh, but yeah, Telvin Smith to mm. the Seahawks for a first round pick. Woo! <laughs> do they even have any? Uh, I, they have more than the Rams do. <laughs> Fair. The Rams gave them all the way. I don't think they have one until not. I think they have one in 2023 because their 2022 one, it went to the Jets. It doesn't matter. They're going to win a Super Bowl this year, so it doesn't matter. Who's going to uh, – the Seahawks Rams. are going to win a Super Bowl? Rams. Oh, the Rams. Rams. Stafford, baby. He's got to get it. 
Stafford MVP season. I need that. I need that. He needs he needs it, and I need it. Yes, sir. I mean, the Rams are a great situation for Matt Stafford. Like, Hell yes, dude. Probably have the number one defense in the league, and then he's got, like, massive weapons. The thing, the argument I hate against Matt, Matt Stafford is people are like, 12 years and no playoff wins. Bro, the Lions are cursed. They have no O-line, no defenses. The whole time he's been there. It's like a quarterback. I don't care if he had Calvin Johnson and Kenny Galladay. They still had – look at the de- – Calvin Johnson said he hated the fact – he hates Detroit. Like, he constantly talks about how much he hates Detroit. Yeah, because they wouldn't trade him. <laughs> We've gotten so off topic, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> I know. But- That's what happens when I get back, buddy. I'm sorry. It's I know. Right. It's fun. But either way, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll see you guys in a minute. See you guys then. Peace. All right, guys. We're back. So – Next thing we're going to talk about is who are our top five Jaguars of all time? The thing is, we have two different lists for each person. Our top five, like just who's the best player in Jaguar history, top five, and then who are our top five favorite Jaguars in, in uh, Jaguars history. I'm going to let Sean start. Okay. Number five. This is your uh, who's the best, like just best players, top five. I feel like it's easier to go one to five than five to one. Is that okay? Sure. Okay, number one, I'm going to say the best Jaguar of all time is Fred Taylor. I know people are going to say it's Tony B. Some people might say it's Tony B, but I got I to gotta factor in that longevity, man. I know just like the Hall of Fame does. But uh, I think Fred Taylor, in my opinion, is probably the most underrated running back of all time. Him and, Jamal, him and Jamal Charles. Yes, just a combination of size, speed, power. He's one of the few guys that genuinely could run through you and run by yes, you. Yes, yes. So Fred Taylor, in my opinion, is the – Greatest Jacksonville Jaguar of all time. Number two is going to be, for me, is going to be Jimmy Smith. Again, longevity. Tony B. Disrespect? Hey, it is what it is, baby. Sorry. Jimmy Smith, also, in my opinion, one of the most underrated wide receivers of all time. You don't ever hear his name come up. People have a top ten list for receivers. That dude smoked out the 2,000 Ravens like it was a cheap cigarette, bro. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Nobody, Nobody could cover him. Nobody. Most, right. most right. fantasy points by a receiver in a single game in fantasy football history, which is basically means he had the best stats right. in a receiver. Nobody could be able to cover that, man. He, he also, in my opinion, hung it up a little early, in my opinion. He retired because he retired abruptly after the 2000 some, and – was it the 2006 season, I think? Didn't he get in the league? five season. Well, so as of 2005, he, like, abruptly retired for some reason. I think it was because he was probably drugs. I don't know. Yeah, but, he got into legal trouble not too long. Right. Ago. He still had some left in the tank. But and number three, I'm going to go with Tony Vaselli. You could, I know you could argue him at two or one. He's, he was arguably the best only player we've ever had that was the – you could say he was the best at his position when he played. Yeah. But he only played for, like, what, six, seven years? It's not yeah. very long. I think his last year was – he didn't really play, though. His last year um, was not with us. It was with it was Houston. A, yeah, he didn't really play, I don't think. He didn't play he was, at all. He yeah, never he was hurt. For them. They stole yeah. him in their, in their redraft or whatever. And their, I thought it was in their um, expansion draft. Expansion draft. That's what I'm talking about. They stole yeah. him in the expansion draft, and he never played a snap for him. He got hurt yeah. or something. In the shoulder, preseason. yeah. That's crazy. So, uh, yeah. Probably the best left tackle to ever play the game, in my opinion. But, I mean, it is what it is. The longevity factors in for me when it comes to all-time Jaguars. Call what you want. Okay, number four, I'm going to say Maurice Jones-Drew, probably. Uh, I'm not as high as some people are on him. Some people think he was better than Fred Taylor. I call those people crackheads. 
Some people think we should retire his jersey. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, my, my guy didn't even have 10K rushing yards. Only the, top, only the top three guys have an argument for retiring their jersey. Right, yeah. My guy didn't even crack, like I said, he didn't even crack 10K rushing yards. Like, I'm good. I'm good on that. Dude, guy, yeah. he, had, he had like three to four years where he was amazing, and then it kind of like... <laughs> yeah, he fell off quickly. Yeah. Um, and then number five, in my opinion, you could flip a coin... For either Mark Brunel or Keenan McCardell, however you want to, however you want to do it. Who are you going to go? Uh, I'm going to go Keenan, just because Brunel, in my opinion, yes, he's the best quarterback in Jaguars history, but that's not saying much. Um, he'd probably he, rank in the 30s. Did he okay. never throw for? He never threw for more than 20 touchdowns in a season. Like okay, <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll go Keenan just because. Uh, He's also a coach for us, so that also factors in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was a good coach, and he was a great player. So I'm going to go Keaton as, as number five. All right. I'll take my list, uh, leaving Brian in last per usual. Uh, but <laughs> my number one is Tony B. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm one of the Tony Vaselli's, the best Jaguars <laughs> of all time. You could flip a coin between him and Fred Taylor. Doesn't My bother. guy never saw Tony B play a snap. Okay, I never saw any of these guys play a snap. What? <laughs> this is not fair. Your favorite, your 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 greatest Jaguar of all time should be John Henderson. <laughs> That's probably when you. Hey, were don't hate on Henderson. John Henderson's like top oh, ten. I'm, I'm not hating on Henderson because Henderson's going to make an appearance in my uh, favorites. Damn exposed. But Tony Vaselli, <laughs> like you said, he if he did not play, if he played for a longer amount of time and just how he played when he did play he was arguably the best tackle of all time the the best play like bruce smith i think bruce smith has the uh, all-time sack number he has the most sacks in, in the nfl history he said the hardest guy he ever played against was tony baselli all yeah, these tony shut him down all these legendary defensive ends said tony was the guy that they just got aggravated at they could not beat him no matter how pissed off they got and how hard they worked tony baselli just shut him out it was just too easy. Uh, and, you know, Tony survived COVID, too. So that gives him an extra, extra jump in my book. <laughs> Respect. He lost – I think he said he lost a bunch of weight during that, too. But, yeah, Tony's my number one just because I think he could have been the best at his position of all time if he played for longer. Uh, and no, nobody else on the Jags list could say that. Fred Taylor is my number two. You could argue him for number one very yes, easily. You could. Like you, you could flip a coin for them. He's one of the most um, underrated running backs of all time. He's a Florida Gator, so that gives him another boost in my book. Um, he is the most under. He is there's there's no arguable. He's the most underrated running back of all time. Literally, just look at the stats. Like look <laughs> at all of the top running backs. Hall of Fame. 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 Fred Taylor. Like Hall he said, Fame, look at all the def- look at the defenders Fame. in the Hall of Fame that from when he played. He said he ran circles, run all those motherfuckers, man. All of them. Exactly. It's just like Fred oh Taylor should be in the Hall of Fame, no question. It's crazy that guys that were worse than him, like a ton of what guys that say? were worse than him. He was on IMF, like, I think he said, I murk these dudes every Sunday. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I know, I am athlete. Is good, he said, I don't care if they hear it. <laughs> he said, they know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like they're playing each other on Sundays anymore. So. Right? But Fred Taylor... Most underrated running back of all time. He was elite for Florida, too. So, what can I say? Fred Taylor's number two. 
Number three, Jimmy Smith, the Twitter goat. Jimmy Smith is a goat on Twitter. He follows me on Twitter. He replies to literally, just tag Jimmy Smith. If you haven't done it, tag Jimmy Smith on Twitter, say something, he'll reply. He'll retweet it yep. or he'll like it. It's great. It's fun. It's great. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we can get Jimmy on the podcast one day. And if Jimmy does come on the podcast one day, he's going to be better than Tony Baselli. That's all I'm saying. But go Adam when you post it, dog. Yes, sir. But Jimmy Smith, like he said, like Sean said, one of the one of the most underrated receivers of all time. Just watch him absolutely burn Deion Sanders, uh, burn all these other great receivers. receivers corners, corners. Thank you. <laughs> but he was toasting everybody. He toasted the be- arguably the best <clears throat> defense of all time in that Ravens defense. They just could not stop him. Nobody could stop him. Him and Keenan were amazing. Uh, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't get the respect he deserves, and I. I think it's solely due to his off the field stuff. Exactly, and it's similar with the uh, Ocho Cinco. Like Ocho Cinco, he gets recognition by the fans, but he's never going to get in the Hall of Fame because of his off the field stuff. It's on the field stuff too. Yeah, all his antics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but off same the thing field with Tio. Like they'll never get in the Hall of Fame for dumb reasons. Like they should, but right. I digress. But Jimmy Smith, he's a goat. Follow him on Twitter because he follows everybody. Just ask for a follow. All my friends, like Johnny in the group chat was just like, I die. I, or he, he was like, I died when he retweeted my tweet or something. I'm like, he, you know what, Jimmy, give me, a, or Johnny, give me a second. And I just tagged Jimmy. I was like, hey, yo, can you follow this guy? And he followed him. Wow. It's a, it's guy, like, a great guy. Jimmy, Jimmy's just a great guy. It's what can, what can you not love about him? I got to get his jersey. Wait, funny story. Funny oh, story. Funny, oh story. <laughs> funny story. I'll so, explain that after I'm done with my. Yeah, well, I'll let Brian explain the story, but yeah. let me go ahead and finish my list. My fourth Jaguar of all time is also MJD. I don't really need to explain it more than Sean. Sean hit everything about MJD. He should not. Be, he should not have his number retired, but he still was a great Jaguar for us. In 2007, he was a big part of that 2017. Uh, I know MJD led the league in rushing 2011. MJD came out and was just like, we should have won the Super Bowl in 2007. Talking about the team, it was a really cool article. Uh, MJD is not a good analyst at all, but mm-hmm. on the football field, he was pretty good until he wasn't. But he's the number right. four. <laughs> <laughs> he's doesn't that good. go? For, doesn't that go for everybody? <laughs> You're pretty good until you weren't. <laughs> and then my number five is Mark Brunell. You pick. You pick Keenan. I picked Mark Brunell. He's the best quarterback in franchise history. He Mark led us Brunel. to – he was the quarterback the year we almost went 19 – or should have gone 19-0. He was really good for those – for that couple it wasn't, of years. It, it wasn't because of him. I know it wasn't because of him. It was running game and defense. But he helped. Ironically, Mark Brunell wasn't even supposed to be the starter when we first started as a franchise. He was uh, supposed he was, to be um, – Steve Berline. Uh, Steve Berline, yeah. yeah. Right. And then did Steve – didn't he get hurt or did he just suck and got benched? I don't, I don't really know. I wasn't watching football he at the time. He probably got hurt. Uh, but, yeah, Steve Berline was supposed to be the starter, and then Mark Brunel came in and took over and had the best years in Jags history, uh, unless you want to say it's 2017 not or 2007. <laughs> but, it's not yeah. saying much. You know, Mark he's the epitome. He's the epitome of average quarterback. Pretty much. I mean – he played for a long time, so he had decent stats. In the I mean, dude had Fred Taylor in the backfield, Jimmy Smith out wide, Keaton out wide, and a top five defense every year. What do you think is going to happen? Ask Blake Bortles. <laughs> I mean, better than Blake Bortles, but. Yeah, um, Blake Bortles threw for 35 touchdowns. And like 37,000 interceptions, too. <laughs> 
Blake, Blake Bortles was a wannabe Jameis Winston. Oh, boy. You could argue that Blake Bortles' 2017 season was better than all of Barbara Nell's seasons, or just as good as. Or his, wasn't it his 2016 season he came in at, like, 50-something in the uh, top 100 voted by other players? Yeah, he came in after the, after the 2015 season when he had 35 touchdowns and 17 interceptions, which was all garbage time, but we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> not going to talk about that. Oh, yeah. But that's my top five best players in Jags history. Brian, take it away, and we'll get to your story after. So Sean's not going to like this, but number one is going to obviously be Fred Taylor. And I, I do, do like that. that. Okay. Maybe it, was, maybe it was the opposite of the other players. Josiah is the one that had Tony B. Uh, okay. I said I said, Taylor, I said you could flip a coin and put Fred. So it Fred Taylor is obviously – it's got to be number one. He, I'm not even thinking about longevity in this on my list, by the way. It's just who I think was the best top five. Obviously, Fred Taylor. The guy carried that team. If opinion. only he never had those injuries. Imagine. Imagine his numbers if he never had those injuries. Yeah. Um, number two, of course, has to be Tony Baselli. Um, just because he was – the first pick of the of their franchise history, the cornerstone. He didn't play long, but I it just the best at his position in that time period. Probably could have been the best ever if he had kept playing, but injuries. I'm glad he didn't keep playing because he would have had to play for the Texans. Yeah, that would have been weird. Um, number three, well, Jimmy Smith. Didn't we only put him up for that because he was hurt? I think so. So wait, but, if he wasn't ever hurt, he would have been playing for us still. True. <laughs> uh, number three, Jimmy Smith. For obvious reasons. He was one of the the best wide receiver in Jaguar history. Till God only knows when. Hopefully Chark can change that. Yeah, DJ Chark said he wants to be a uh, break. Yeah, away. it's possible. Mm. Uh, number four, Jones Drew. I actually have a Jizz jersey. He's like the one only one player that's been good that I have his jersey. And this is going to be a surprise for number five, Rasheen Mathis. Mm. I'm not. I don't hate it. Rasheen Mathis. Rasheen was really good. Loved him. Probably the, the best I corner. loved him. He was Best awesome. Jaguars corner of all time. He's one of the best corners that better, team's ever had. Better than that Slept bozo. On by in, many uh, he's better than that bozo down there in Los Angeles. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I got to say Rasheen Mathis. That man was really solid. He's better than people give credit for. He was a stud in 07. He uh, intercepted. Yes, exactly. That's what stands he, out. He was didn't amazing. he have a couple interceptions versus Pittsburgh, or was it just the he one? That he had a pick six game? against Pittsburgh. He was Big Ben's nightmare. Yes. And then he went to Detroit and still played pretty decent. Yes. Goat. Which was kind of sad to see them do, him do that, but, you know. All right. So, unfortunately, I got to tell this story. So, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Smith and I had a nice exchange on Twitter. It was really cool. He's like basically said, hey, I'll give you an autographed Jimmy Smith jersey. I was Freaking out at work, of course. Wait, you found you found you found a good one on the eBay. Found a good one on the website. And you tweeted it. You said, "I'm gonna cop this." And Jimmy, I was like, "I'm gonna cop this. I'm gonna cop this jersey." And he's like, "Have me sign it, and I'll and I'll send it to you." Well, my, I don't know what I was thinking, but I messed up, and I like had it shipped somewhere incorrectly. And I think he, I think he signed. No, it you had it shipped to his PO box, like he said, but you yeah, didn't. Sent it to the wrong you guy. you should have gotten it first. So you could have put a return label in it. You never put a return label in it. Yeah. So he yeah. said he's going to do it for you, right. but I don't know if he ever did. Imagine if he shipped it straight back to the people you bought it from. So they just they you. I paid think that's what happened. Their, you paid them for the jersey, and then it got signed, and then they just got it back. They're like, oh well, I I might as well keep it now unless they. I think that's it. what happened. I think pretty much that's what happened. I don't know. Either way, I messed it up. It's not really oh funny. God. It's kind of sad, actually. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> no, I'm thinking about I it. Don't, I didn't spend much. I mean, it, it was like, a really good price and a good jersey, too. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be pissed. 
my first, and I, yeah, I was not happy, but I moved on. It was an unfortunate situation, but this was like it was still pretty cool talking to Jimmy, you know, briefly. And t- I was even talking to him via tech, uh, direct message on Twitter, but you know, it is what it is. So I learned That's a lesson. Fair. I've been, I've been looking on eBay trying to get it myself a Jimmy Smith Jersey and none of them have had prices good. Like you got that. You got yours for like 20 bucks or yeah. something like that. And I was like, dang. And it was good. Yeah. And then I messed it up and then F in the chat. Yep. I'll never forget that story, but that was <laughs> hilarious. That was, that was straight up hilarious. All right. Did you give, oh wait, you did give your fifth. Okay, so now we're going to do our top five favorite Jags of all time. Let me go first this time since I went last. Okay, Brian, can all right, go first. So favorite, is, I don't, should I, should I do this in order? I don't know, are we doing it in order? However you want to do it, Ben. All right, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to do like my favorites. I'm not going to particular particular order. So first is obviously Jones Drew because I have his jersey, one of the classic. It's I think it's not the Reebok jersey, but it's like the Adidas jersey. Oh. My <laughs> list is the Reebok jerseys were horrible. My list is going to be so different from theirs just because of my age and like what I've witnessed and stuff. But we'll see. Um, second would be my next would be Allen Robinson. I miss I still miss that guy. He was a beast. He could have been so great for us if he He's had probably stayed. the third best receiver in franchise history. Third or fourth. Yeah. Do you remember when we first had him and he dropped the passes and people called him Alan Dropison? And that was <laughs> old exposed. Yeah, cool. Um he still on the balls. Here's a good one. This should be a fan favorite. Paul Puzlesny. Hmm. I grew up with him. Hmm. That's when I really started watching the Jags and Paul Puzlesny was a beast. People sleep on him. He was pretty solid for a really bad team. Our he kept that team together in 2017, by the way. Our linebacker group fell apart in 2018 after he When he there. left, yep. I was, as soon as I saw him leaving, like, we were in trouble. Um, this is an obvious one. This should be everybody's. Calais Campbell. Even though he wasn't there for that long, he became a fan favorite very quickly. He's the mayor of Jacksonville. End of debate. And number five, when I first started watching the Jaguars. He's the mayor of Saxonville. Everybody knows this guy for his famous – Pre-game rituals, John Henderson. Mm. John Henderson. Harder, Joe. Come Man, on. You got more than that. Come on, Joe. You got oh, more than that. What comes to my goddamn mouth? Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Pete. Yeah, it was good stuff. Oh, my God. That was amazing. <laughs> on, that was Monday Night Football, too. So I wonder how Joe felt being told, yes, slap me, a guy who oh, could God. literally Joe kill was probably you. petrified. Like, Joe, Joe could have gotten straight up killed by John Henderson. And if Joe is just like, to, yeah. I, I guess I got a slap. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah those are some five. good picks. Uh, I'm going to go last this time just because my list is going to be so different. But Okay. Sean, take it away. <sighs> Number one favorite Jaguar. I'm going to start in reverse order, actually. Number five favorite Jaguar of all time, Blake Bortles. Oh, the boat. <laughs> because that I dude. I for me, though. That dude, regardless of how much he sucked. My God, were his press conferences in 2017 hilarious. Uh, what would you be doing if you weren't playing football? He said, was he working construction? He said, ripping cigs and working construction. <laughs> and, the, dude, and the lady was dropping hints left and right, and he's just like. Dude, I love Blake Bortles. Like, the question's like, what's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? He said, probably piss. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Was so cool. He, he may suck, but that he's probably like super. He was going cool to the beach bars to, like, and hang everything. Out, to, like, hang out with man. He just like seems one of those really cool down earth guys. Like people. I feel, like that's, gonna be, I feel like that's gonna be Trevor soon. Like where you'll yeah. see him out and about once he's like really. Excited. I know he sucked or whatever, but I mean, he gave us 2017. That was a great year. Yeah. 
Um, number four, I'm probably going to go with John Henderson for yeah. reasons you mentioned. He was just a really cool guy. Uh, Monster. He was like the heart and soul of that defense, to be honest, when he played. Him and Stroud in the middle. Those are like, those are like the guys. Yep. Um, number three, I'd probably go... Uh, I'm going to go Mike Peterson. I probably don't really remember him. Middle linebacker. That dude was, was a beast when he played. He didn't, he only, we didn't, the only reason why we ever got rid of him was because he did him and Jack Del Rio bumped heads. Jack Del Rio uh, was actually a pretty decent coach until uh, the GM screwed him over. Yeah. Drafted, <laughs> Blaine drafted, Gabbert. Drafted Blaine yeah. Gabbert while he was at – traded up for Blaine Gabbert while Jack, Jack Del Rio was at a, uh, yeah. at a buffet. But yeah, so I like him. Um, number two, I'm gonna go with Fred Taylor because you still I still watch Fred Taylor all the time on the I Am Athlete podcast, right? Uh, and on YouTube and everything. And he's just that dude's really cool, man. And he's he's really he's super smart, man. And uh, I, I just love that that dude. He's like my favorite Jaguar. Yeah, he's my favorite Jaguar. And I think he was the best one of all time. Um, and then number one. I'm trying to think about this right now because I'm trying to think who do I want to put number one. I got a couple guys I could I could I could throw in there. Hmm. Should I say Garner Minshew? No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh my God, I'm Garner not Minshew go. would be losing his mind right now. <laughs> I'm not gonna go that far. My number one's gonna be hilarious to y'all, but the only reason why he's number one is because he gave me hope to be a wide receiver uh, as a white guy. Oh no! And his name is Matt Jones. Oh no! I oh, wanted no. to be a receiver so bad when I was in like middle school, and Matt Jones <laughs> gave me Matt hope. Jones. Dude came in with the long blonde hair, six five, two twenty, ran a Cole four Beasley, three. Question mark. Ooh. Oh, Matt my. Jones was that guy. He just had to do cocaine, <laughs> and then he Jesus got. Christ, he didn't even get suspended. Well, he got suspended, but he didn't even get cut oh, for that. He got cut because God. he was, and I quote, "I had a few beers while golfing." That was a parole violation. Cut. I was like, man, and then that year was 2008. He was finally coming on, man. He played 12 games. I think he had like 700 some odd yards. Like, he had like four touchdowns. I was like, man, he's actually coming on. He might actually get a, he, If he would have played 16 games, he might have broke 1,000 yards. And then cut. Damn. Couldn't have a beer while golfing. <laughs> I don't even know what he's doing now. I think he was hosting radio in Arkansas last I checked, but I don't know. Arkansas? You ever get a chance? That's where he is the college you went to. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. You ever watch, if you want to watch some old ass college highlights, watch some Matt Jones highlights. You watch that dude run. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for my list. Coming in at number five, I'm going to go with Josh Allen, currently on the roster. Josh Allen's just a great guy, bro. I well, met, met him in person. So I met him sense. in person. He autographed my card. He's a great guy around the community. He's taking after the mayor, Calais Campbell. It, you just can't not like him. That's He's fair. been mature since the day we drafted him. He was a steal. He's a good player. I mean, he, last year he struggled. But thank he, the Raiders he, for that one, by the way. They screwed And that the Giants. One. And the Giants. The Giants had two first-round picks. They could have taken Daniel Jones later. But. Yep. So that's my number five. Number four, I'm going to go with Fred Taylor. Even though I didn't get to watch him play, Fred Taylor, he's, a, he's one of the best Gators of all time, one of the best Jags of all time. 
He was super good. I've watched, I've, even though I didn't get to watch him live, I've watched Fred Taylor. Don't get that wrong. Uh, and he's just great. The I Am Athlete podcast is hilarious. Just, I just love Fred <clears throat> Taylor. Mm-hmm. And also, like I said, the Gator. Being a great Gator gives him another yeah. boost. Number three. I got to think about this. Should I pick Gardner Minshew? Should I pick DJ Shark? <laughs> Jalen Ramsey, dog. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey. I hate Jalen Ramsey, bro. I hate him for how he left, but you got to admit, when he was here, it was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. We're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> We're going to win that bitch. That was, that was probably one of the greatest moments of the decade for the Jaguars. One of those oh, yeah. iconic things ever said yeah. in Jaguars history. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and skip number three because I'm actually not sure. Number two, I'm going to go Calais Campbell. Because he's the mayor. Like, you just can't yeah. not love Calais. He was the mayor. Even though he was, he was a stud here, he had a defensive player of the year worthy. Would you, would you say, Brian? I don't get it. I don't get it either, Brian. How do you Wait. just skip number three? You don't just skip three. You got to <laughs> pick. The hell? Just, well, it's because I already know who I had at one and two. I just didn't know who to put at three. So. You got you to put DJ Chark there then. Yeah, just, <laughs> come on. Damn. You know what? Screw it. I'll throw C.J. Henderson. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, C.J. Henderson's C.J. Henderson is he's a Gator, but that's it. I mean, he's oh, he hasn't done anything on the football field. He doesn't post on Instagram. He doesn't do anything. Uh, I'll put Lavisca Chenault at three, just because I like Visca okay. a lot. It Visca or D.J. Chark, either way. Okay. I don't really care. It's fine. But number two, Calais. He did everything for the community. He had a defensive player of the year worthy season in 2017. He was a study. I think he's like set third or fourth in career sacks in um in uh, Jags sacks. history. Even though he was only here for three years, says a lot. I met Calais as well. Got an autograph from Calais, so that's another boost. And it's just Calais Campbell. He's like he's a big friendly giant, like that movie BFG. <laughs> but my number one is Jimmy Smith, the Twitter goat. Like he. He's just so, he's so good on Twitter, bro. He was I've, I've seen his highlights. I've, I've seen his highlights. I watched the <clears throat> games. He was a stud. He's great on Twitter. He's a great guy. You just can't not love Jimmy Smith as well. It's like that's come fair. On. Yeah. Who's your favorite current like, Jaguar? Actually, no. Number three is Trevor Lawrence. Is that your favorite? Is Trevor Lawrence your favorite current Jaguar? Yes. Then who's your favorite uh, current Jaguar, Brian? Ooh. It's hard for me. Excluding it's hard for me to. Excluding Trevor Lawrence is Josh Allen, but yeah, it's hard for me to choose. That's just that face, Brian. <laughs> Brian did this. <laughs> um, oh, man, Brandon Linder. That's fair. Brandon Linder, long one of the longest tenure Jaguars. Tyler Shatley is better. I'm just kidding. For me, it's like a toss-up for me between. Chark and Robinson. Yeah, I, I just got to say, favorite. I don't really talk about Linder, but, like, it's, he's one of our – probably one of the best – Actually, I lied. Ever for the Jaguars. My favorite Jack Hearn Jaguar. Y'all know who it is. Andrew Wingard, baby. Oh, my God. How did you forget <laughs> Wingard, baby. How did you, yeah. you forget him initially, bro? I don't know, but that's my guy, bro. Oh Yo, but no cap after, say, the, after the issue, though, it might end up being Rayshon Jenkins. I love that guy's energy. Rayshon oh, yeah. Jenkins. He's, he's good. Yeah. He's cool. He has a really good – he has a really uh, good person. I like though. him and uh, – Shaq Griffin. 
I like uh, more Robertson Harris too. Oh yeah, Roy. Those Name guys it. might be good. Those stun jacks. Yeah, those guys could become they could become fan favorites. I, I feel like we have yeah. so many players who could become fan favorites now. It's 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 actually nice. It's refreshing for a while. Yeah, Shaq time. Griffin. Yes. Shaq Griffin's already a fan favorite by multiple people. He hasn't even played yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's our top five Jaguars and our top five of all time and then our top five favorite Jags of all time. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the last thing. It's a short little thing, but today, Urban Meyer and Trent Balky, I said it right, Trent Balky. Yep. Uh, they were both subpoenaed for, law, for a lawsuit against Chris Doyle in Iowa, uh, which Chris Doyle, he was hired and then fired a day later. Oh, he wasn't fired. He resigned, but we know he was forced out. Like, come yeah. On. And it's nothing big. People are overreacting, acting like Urban's a failure and, and stuff. But it's really, it's really more of Iowa's issue than ours, right? And all they're just going to ask is, why'd you hire him? Why'd you? Why did he resign? Or why'd you force him out? Or whatever. Right. It's not a big deal. People don't understand what subpoena means anymore. I had to explain it to an entire Twitter comment section earlier what that means. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. He's going to jail. He's going to jail. He's going to jail. <laughs> it's a coup. Oh. He's getting he's getting sued. He's getting sued. <laughs> oh my God. I swear, Urban Meyer cannot do a single thing without somebody taking it out of context to make him look bad. Jesus. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. First episode with Sean back since the revamp. You know, got oh, uh, my least favorite Jaguar of all time is uh, Josh Lambeau because he stunned me for a picture. I like Josh Lambeau, bruh. I've met Josh Lambeau twice. I hope Dr. DUI beats him out as kicker. Sir, you did not say that. I just realized we had a really long podcast today. Dr. DUI. <laughs> Dr. Dr. DUI, bro. You know who that is? Do you know who that is? I do, is but like that, what kind of nickname is that? Well, he got a DUI. That's, That's why he got to the Giants. Dr. DUI. But yeah, hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure to follow our Twitters that are below me and next to Brian. Follow our Twitters. Make sure to follow the podcast Twitter. Subscribe, like, comment, share. Do all that. Hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll see you guys next Friday. Peace.